Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Scott Powell is our very special guest. His latest is Rediscovering America How the National Holidays Tell an Amazing Story About Who We Are. Uh, title kind of says it all, but uh, let's assume it doesn't. And let's get the inside dope from the author of this book, and it is getting rave reviews. The intro, by the way, is from the great David Horowitz, which is uh, impressive right off the bat. But this book has gotten rave reviews. It is a must-get. I've ordered mine. Please order yours. Order two. Order one for yourself and order one for someone you think will love this subject. Uh, It's a great one. And the author, again, is Scott Powell. Scott, how are you? I'm great. Thank you very much. It's great to be with you, uh, uh, with you and with all your guests, all your listeners. Yeah, well, listen, thrilled to have you. How long in the making was this book? Well, you know, it's really, in some ways, it's the culmination of uh, really all my work in life. Um, uh, I started writing the the. <clears throat> Articles on the holidays as a function of my work at the Discovery Institute. Uh, I have a PhD in economics, and I was primarily writing on economic policy. Uh, but I found that the editors of newspapers across the country really had an appetite for uh, articles on on the holidays. When I when I proposed it, I think someone proposed it to me. I wrote it. Uh, it was published in many places, and I wrote another one. And pretty soon, after three or four years, I had written articles on every single holiday and you know i took the work seriously i researched uh the background of the people behind the holidays and the interesting you know stories and backstories of uh, of those people and those events and um my readers said you know you have to write a book and um after, after they had read all these articles they said i learned so much uh, that i never knew before about our country you need to write a book well i deferred and i deferred and then in, in the late uh, late 2019, uh, uh, almost a voice came to me and said, Scott, you've got to write that book. So I cleared my desk in January, early January of the next year, that's 2020, I started writing this book. And I had no idea what we were in for with the so-called COVID pandemic and the lockdowns, uh, the, the violation of our constitutional rights. Uh, and then the craziness of tearing down statues and monuments of historic value, really trashing our country. Um, so it's a very, very timely book. Yeah. Uh, l- listen, without question. And yeah, amazing to me, there were even there was some even um, even some conversations about taking statues of Lincoln, uh, our greatest president. I think uh, it, it's not even an argument, our greatest president. He preserved the Union. He, uh, he ended slavery. But there was some talk about taking down certain statues of Abraham Lincoln uh, because they were offensive. I, I just, uh, at that point, I kind of, I kind of scratched my head, and I, I figured I'm just never going to, <laughs> I'm never going to understand it. But uh, that, that. Well, is- I, I look. Let, maybe I can take a couple minutes and help you understand it. Now we're we're in a uh, we're in a war. You know, we had a World War One, World War Two. I guess you could call the the Cold War, the Third World War, and, and, it, and there was not, not a shooting war. Well, we're in the Fourth World War, and, and it's not a shooting war right now, but it's a war to demoralize America, to demoralize the people of America. 
Uh, and when we get sufficiently demoralized, then we, we can't fight. <laughs> we won't fight. Uh, if, if people no longer believe in their country, uh, how do you fight for that country? And so that's what our enemy is doing. And our enemy is, uh, we have an internal enemy and an external enemy. They're fueled by an ideology. Uh, it's an evil ideology. We are, we are struggling against evil forces uh, and we'd better wake up that that's what we're up against. Uh, but I'm more optimistic now than I certainly was six months or a year ago because I think people are waking up. They're, they're actually, America's actually waking up. And it's interesting that you talk about Lincoln. You know, President's Day, which is coming up in less than two weeks, is, is a, really is a, is a celebration of two presidents, both of whom... Uh, warned Americans in their time that if if America would ever fall or America would ever fail, it would not fall because of a foreign invasion, but it would fall because of an internal crisis. And that's exactly where we are right now. So it's just amazing that, that uh, George Washington and Abraham Lincoln both warned about this. And uh, Washington's, uh, Washington's warning was really on, on three things. First of all, he, he said um, he warned that the country would fall because people were ill-informed, that people, people were, not, uh, were not well educated about their country and about uh, events. And then he said that uh, it would fall because of division. And even he even spoke of hyper-partisanship. That's exactly what we're seeing today. And lastly, and perhaps most importantly, the country would fall because of a moral decline. Right. And that's clearly, that's, that's, that's clearly our, our big challenge now is, uh, is that, you know, we, we're, we've become a lawless country and, and a country that's really turned its back on God. You, you could make it. You could certainly make an argument that uh, our founding fathers, uh, certainly uh, our founding father in uh, George Washington, uh, had tremendous foresight, and uh, and you know he could easily have said those words um, yesterday, and and people uh, people would. Well, in in his di- in his day, the, uh, he said that in his farewell address. You know, he was an extraordinarily popular president two-term president, people were clamoring for a third term. Uh, and, and he decided, no, I'm going to step aside uh, for the good of the country. And, and, uh, but his farewell address was, uh, it's a great document. Uh, and as a matter of fact, it was printed and reprinted more times than the Declaration of Independence. And it wasn't that farewell address that he said these three things, gave this threefold warning to our future. And how, how prescient Washington was. I mean, he was a remarkable, remarkable man. And he really had God's protection. I mean, when we're speaking of Washington, I have to tell the story of when he was just 23 years old and he was serving as a, as a junior officer, a colonel, under, uh, under uh, General Braddock, a, a British general. And of course, that was in 1755, long before the Revolutionary War. Um, and... Uh, he was in, in a battalion of about 1,400 soldiers, and they were ambushed in the Monongahela Valley in a kind of an open area that was surrounded by trees. And the Indians, 
they had their sh- the sharpshooter warriors were were trained their rifles on all the officers on horseback, and within 20 minutes, 25 minutes, all the officers had been shot and were either killed or on the ground. Uh, and the last remaining officer was none other than George Washington. Now the now the junior officer was the senior officer organizing the retreat, and he successfully did retreat what was left. They lost almost half their half their men. So about 700 people were lost. Uh, and that that night, as they're you know kind of regrouping, uh, Washington takes off his uniform and he finds four bullet holes through his uniform. Four bullet holes. Wow. And there wasn't a scratch. There wasn't a scratch on his body. All this is in the book. It's all documented. It's a true story. So, so even from an early age, you know, God's protection was over George Washington. And and years later, about 14 years later, the the Indian chief that witnessed all this and trained his warriors to to shoot all the officers sought out Washington to pay homage to him that he was a, a great man with God's protection and that a great empire would come from him. Amazing. Absolutely. It's an amazing story. Let me let me just remind folks that just may be tuning in a little late or turning on the radio a little late. Uh, Scott Powell, Dr. Scott Powell, is our very special guest, and he is the author of the great book, Rediscovering America, How the National Holidays Tell an Amazing Story About Who We Are. And it's a, a great book. Everyone get this book, please. And l- let me ask you, uh, again, Frank McKay here with uh, Dr. Scott Powell. Uh, Dr. Powell, let me ask you about Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, and again, just um, I, I assume the, the official first um, uh, first Thanksgiving was uh, was Abraham Lincoln uh, setting it, and w- was it on the uh, was it uh, in the, in the wake of Gettysburg? Uh, is that when uh, when Thanksgiving was set in stone? Uh, give us a little bit of history on on how Thanksgiving became a national holiday. Well, Thanksgiving was an interesting uh, holiday in that it was uh, celebrated. <clears throat> Uh, at, at various times, and then the tradition would sort of die out, and there was no national holiday. Of course, in the in the very earliest period, you know, uh, we were colonies. But uh, once uh, the Revolutionary War took place, then you're right, uh, it it was celebrated. Uh, I think Lincoln made made it uh, spoke about it and and acknowledged that this was a great holiday that we needed to remember. Uh, but then it sort of uh, faded out again. Uh, and it was, you know, it was um, celebrated in states, uh, some states more than others. But I, I think the significance of Thanksgiving is that it, it really, the story of the pilgrims is, is a unique story. Because, of course, we were, we were uh, being settled after the, after the uh, pilgrims, the 1619, um, the, the, the first colony, of course, was Jamestown, and they came in, I think, 16, uh, 1607. But <clears throat> the pilgrims were unique in that they came to the New World solely for a spiritual quest. They, they sought to uh, live their life uh, and follow the teachings of the Bible, uh, and they came as families, uh, whereas in Jamestown, it was primarily 
a male colony and they couldn't really recreate, uh, procreate, uh, and they had to be resupplied in order to survive. But the pilgrims, even after the first winter, wherein half of them uh, were, you know, were died uh, of, of disease, four families were entirely wiped out. They they continued on, and what was there were many unique things about the building. One was they had wonderful relationships with the Indians. They they signed a 50-year peace treaty, uh, which was upheld. Uh, they had good rapport with the Indians. They signed the Mayflower Compact, of course, which was the predecessor of the Constitution. Um, and um, Thanksgiving is a you know is one could argue that it it was really the foundational colony of America. So that whole story is in, in the book. Um, very, very moving story. Dr. Powell, let me ask you, uh, is, as far as the 4th of July goes, when you think of American holidays uh, and, and patriotic holidays, obviously the, the, the uh, Independence Day stands out for so many uh, different people. Uh, when did it become what we know of it now was it was it a straight run of uh, of celebrations every 4th of July from from 70 uh, 1777 uh, onward and uh, as as we know it today or was there lapse uh, there and and uh, you know i imagine the big cities were where people uh, celebrated um that early on um give us a little history of 4th of July well of course the 4th of July came in the very first year of the Revolutionary War, that was in uh, in 1776. I think that one of the interesting backstories of um, of the Fourth of July is the signing of the Declaration of Independence. We all have heard that there were 56 signatories of that declaration. <clears throat> the declaration was largely written by Thomas Jefferson in Philadelphia, uh, but in fact. There were only two signatures on the original uh, document, and there were only two signatures because the uh, the the other signatories it was recognized that they were signing their death warrant if they if they signed that document and of course it would be learned by the British uh, all of them would would be uh, would have committed treason by signing that document and so it was decided that there would be only two signatories. So for the first six months of the of the war, uh, the Declaration of Independence that was circulating had just two signatures on it. And it was only after Washington had uh, had victories in uh, in Trenton and in Princeton that the the document that had been signed by the 56 signatories was then distributed. Hmm. So. Uh, because the sentiment was that that they were that they turned the corner in the war. Of course, nothing could be further from the truth. Washington lost more more battles than he won in subsequent years, uh, and of course, the the war was won by by many different factors, not the least of which was the the persistence of Washington, the intervention of the French. But really, uh, God's hand was over America uh, throughout that war. It was a, just a, a remarkable, there were so many remarkable stories of, of God's intervention. Um, you know, you think of the, first, the, the Battle of New York, 
where Washington was just overwhelmed within 24 hours of fighting the British and knew he had to retreat. Uh, and, uh, you know, retreating is always a very difficult move militarily because once your enemy knows you're in retreat, they, they lunge forward. <laughs> and, uh, they, they don't. They don't want retreating soldiers to escape. They want to. They want to, you know, get full victory and kill them all. But a great storm came up, uh, and uh, the ships that were were able to out in the harbor to see the retreating forces across the East River to Manhattan from Long Island, they couldn't. They couldn't move. The winds were so high. They 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 couldn't have any. Uh, you use their long boats, and they certainly couldn't sail. But, but also those winds created a lot of turmoil in the East River, and so uh, Washington couldn't, they couldn't even retreat, they, they couldn't even evacuate half the troops, but they proceeded through the night. In the morning, the winds died, and a very thick fog set in so that nobody could see that retreat. Now, you know, I've studied meteorology, and when you have a northeaster, when you have a high nor a northeast storm and northeast winds, fog never follows a northeast storm in New England. I'm in a New Englander. So, so uh, the, the weather, which man can't arrange, was arranged so that all of Washington's troops could be uh, evacuated. And indeed, uh, all 9,000 remaining troops were successfully evacuated. And whereas Washington normally led from the front on his horse, he had incredible courage. He was the last. He was the last man to get on uh, the the uh, evacuating open boats. You know, he saw to it that all the soldiers were uh, were safe and uh, evacuated. Providence was on our side, and uh, it just everywhere you look, you, you see the the hand of Providence. Uh, Dr. Scott Powell is our very special guest. We got a couple moments left with the author of Rediscovering America. How the National Holidays Tell an Amazing Story About Who We Are. And the intro, once again, uh, very impressive by uh, David Horowitz and, uh, and just a, an amazing book. A must-get, everyone. Frank McKay here with Dr. Scott Powell. Dr. Powell, what did you discover in putting together the book that, that maybe uh, you, you overlooked while you were writing the individual stories? Is there something you know now about America that uh, that you didn't prior to publishing? Well, there's certainly many, many backstories. Um, uh, uh, but I think that the, the arc of what I call progressive uh, redemption, and, and progressive, that word has been hijacked like many, but uh, progressive simply means progress, right? When, you, you know, when you're making progress, that is progressive. You're, you're advancing. You're making forward uh, movement. And forward movement is positive. Uh, things are getting better. You're learning. You're growing. You're developing. Um, and, of course, when the Constitution was written, it was written in a very difficult time. You know, the, uh, America, while it had gained its freedom, it was in turmoil. We had 13 colonies that each had their own currency. Uh, we had incursions on the borders from the French and still the British uh, and the Spanish, and there, but there were no there was no money uh, to raise an army. Uh, so a federal government needed to be formed, and the Constitutional Convention was was convened to do just that. Uh, however, of course, the Southern states, their economies had become 
intertwined with uh, with slave labor, and so um, uh, the, the 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 delegates to the Constitutional Convention, many of whom in the South were also against slavery, they all knew that they, that they couldn't solve that problem then, but they wanted to draft a document that could. Uh, bring about that change over time. And there was also a recognition that the states were really responsible. And the southern states were viewed in, uh, were, were viewed to be in some ways more moral, more Christian than the northern states. Um, bear, bear with me here. Yeah. I've got a, a phone call. We're about out of time here. And uh, Dr. Scott Powell is the voice that you've been hearing. Uh, and Again, everyone get the book, Rediscovering America, How the National Holidays Tell an Amazing Story About Who We Are. Uh, doc, Dr. Powell, hopefully I can get you on for a part two and a part three even. Can you, can you give yeah, us— Yeah, let's, let's do it again. Yeah. But let, let me tell your, your listeners very quickly why it's a great idea to buy the book during this uh, pre-sale period, because the book won't be released till March 8th. But for every pre-sale order— the 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 publisher will print five or six more copies. So, uh, and we're in an environment now with supply chain constraints that print runs on books are more limited. They're smaller. So, by ordering books during this pre-sale period, you're going to drive the the printing of more books to get in more libraries. This is a this is a book that every homeschool should use. Uh, it's it's a, it's a great work, so I appreciate your help. It can be easily found. My name Scott S. Powell, Rediscovering America. Put it in the search field. Uh, the listing will come up on Amazon. And don't pay any attention to the list price of $28. They're a deep discounter of books, and, and uh, pre-sales will be filled probably at uh, $19.5, $20 at the most. So it's a, an affordable book, but it just tells a great story, a source of great inspiration, you know, in, in these dark times, in these times where a lot of people feel demoralized, there's reason for great hope. There really is. Dr. Powell, congratulations on the success uh, and the future success of your, your book. But uh, you're already getting rave reviews on, on anyone who's gotten a little little whiff of it. Uh, tremendous. And yeah, it's, number, it's number one on Amazon right now of new releases. And the book's not even out, and it's number one. So something's happening. <laughs> no, no doubt about it. Uh, Dr. Powell, thank you for being here. All right. Very good. Dr. Let's do it again. Yes. Let's do it again. Scott S. Powell is, uh, is the author. If you're looking up this book, uh, please find it. Rediscovering America, How the National Holidays Tell an Amazing Story About Who We Are. And uh, just a wonderful book on history from a, uh, a passionate historian. Get the book, everyone. Rediscovering America. Once again, how the national holidays tell an amazing story about who we are. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. <laughs>